farmers, salmon advocates, and many others joining together in a coalition to ask the governor of Washington for help with a program they say is important to the future of salmon recovery here in Washington State. We've been talking about this since this whole fiasco the news of this fiasco broke here on the farming show good morning to you on your saturday i'm dylan honkoop here on kgmi this is the farming show and as you're probably aware if you've listened to any uh, this show for any length of time there's quite the um nexus between farming and fish and you know there is a history of some disagreement there, but I think more and more people are seeing how those two can fit together and in a positive way. And that's been the story of a lot of work the farming community has done in the last 20 years or more being involved with salmon recovery along streams. And in a lot of cases, allowing um, and, and cooperating with projects that convert some land along streams to habitat restoration. Um, providing trees and other kinds of um, buffer to shade the streams, to provide water filtration, to make streams healthier for the salmon uh, that live there and and come to spawn there. Of course, uh, I'm getting to talking about this CREP situation, the Conservation Reserve Easement Program. Um that, you know, as we've talked about, has run into some trouble within the, ma- the past month or so. And uncovering uh, at the federal level a mistake that was made uh, two decades ago, now causing the cancellation of a bunch of these contracts in this program. The program making it possible, making it feasible for a lot of landowners to do this because it provided some compensation for the land, the, the productive farmland in some cases, that they were losing by planting it into trees and turning it into, into a buffer along the stream. It, there was a give and take there. Now, because of this error, the whole program is up in the air in a lot of ways. A lot of trust has already been lost. And farmers and salmon advocates together, groups that, you know, in the past didn't get along so great, honestly, are now going together to the governor saying, hey, uh, can the state of Washington pick up uh, what the feds are letting go and keep this program going? Otherwise, we'll not only lose the contracts that we have here uh, currently that are being canceled, but it's going to hobble these kinds of programs way into the future. Joining me right now is former Whatcom County Councilman and current CREP uh, program participant and landowner, Rudd Brown. Welcome to the program this morning. Good to have you here on The Farming Show. Um, first off, I know from hearing from others who have spoken to you about this, and we haven't chatted about this yet until just now, this situation hit you pretty hard because you were very involved in the CREP program. You had multiple properties enrolled in this. Well, Mark, welcome. I'm uh, sorry. Thank you for the intro, Dylan. It's good to talk to you and to, to be involved with your listeners again. Yeah, I've, I've been focused on this as a key way of, of sort of balancing habitat, uh, conservation, um, housing and um, farming, actually, trying to find the, the right way to sort of take a piece of property and and find the right mix as to what stays in agriculture, what needs to be protected as critical habitat and 
what should be served as housing. So, yeah, I've been very involved in this for probably 10 years now. Well, and as you summarize that there, I mean, that was one of the thorny issues that would come up time and time again, still comes up with the Whatcom County Council and certainly during, during your time um, there on the council. Um, so you've been involved with this for a long time. You know the political backdrop. And having properties involved in it yourself, you've seen the success that can happen when this comes together correctly. Yeah, I've seen the success. The other thing I've seen, of course, is it's a significant commitment on the part of the landowner, both in terms of the, the amount that you land that you take out of, say, agricultural production, whether it be used for you know, grazing cattle or growing hay or, or vegetables, but it's also the, um, the, the it's not cheap to do this. It you know, costs between $1,000 and $3,000 an acre to install the crep planting. And if the if you don't have the revenue for it and you then wanted to say, you know, find another way to pay your property taxes for the land that you've got, then you've got to rip out the, the, the crep to return it back to agriculture. And that's another several thousand dollars per, per acre. Never mind the cost then to the stream of undoing the good that had been done there in collaboration with all the parties involved, including the landowner and potentially a farmer, right? Yeah. We're going backwards when we need to be going further forward. Yeah, and I've met a lot of people over the years who have also put in crap, crap, and, you know, they share your view. This is sort of a win-win. I'm required to put buffers in. Uh, I want to protect the stream. I'm supportive of water quality and salmon habitat, and this provides an economic means of doing it. Mm -hmm. And then for older farmers in particular, you know, you, if you take that land out of production – then that sort of a, a little bit of additional income balance with their social security, you know, gives them a, a, a fair retirement. Well, and a program like this is something that uh, addresses the con ongoing concerns that folks have with um, proposal after proposal at the state level about mandating um, buffers, at least, and there are a variety of concerns about some of the proposals that have been made in terms of, um, the fact that they would be, you know, some of the proposals have been inflexible and very large. And, and a part of that that this addresses is the, the idea of uh, taking of land, uh, loss of value there, not just in the, the value of the land itself, but in the loss of the, the productivity there. Um, this program shows that, that it can be done if compensation is fair and there is an actual program for it rather than people just basically you know feeling like they're having their land stolen from them there have been concerns though in the in the farming community about being involved with this kind of stuff and now what has happened with this program certainly has caused a lot of people to say see you just can't get involved with this kind of stuff you can't trust it you, this is involved with the government um, I'm not having anything to do with this anymore um, what would you what would you say to those folks I mean I, I know you're in a similar situation and you're frustrated but I think we're all hoping for a solution here well I think the thing that's most surprising to me is um, and I you know perhaps don't share the same level of distrust from government overall but you know, I spent a long, prior to serving in the council, I spent probably 30 years running an international business. I've dealt with a lot of legal issues in a lot of different jurisdictions. I have never in my life seen anything where I've entered into a contract and the person on the other side has turned around and said, I have unilateral ability to cancel a contract 
that is actually past the statute of limitations, which is six years. So the contracts I've got are uh, eight years old, and technically they should be unchangeable, even if there is an error. Um, so that's sort of staggering to me, and and the and the the idea that they made a mistake, therefore they can turn around and cancel it and settle me and everybody else with the financial consequences that is, you know, frankly, my business career was unprecedented. Yeah. And that's exactly what I said from the get go. Uh, the idea, a contract at its basic, you know, the basic concept there is, you know, it's a, an agreement between two parties and both have to agree and then both have to abide by that contract. And the idea that they can just renege on that contract because what they're the federal government. So they don't have to hold up the, their end of the deal. The, I, I think the term that I was quoted uh, using in the Bellingham Herald article about the, the latest on this um, from yesterday was, was that it, it, there's a, it creates a chilling effect. And, it, you know, I think it could create a chilling effect far beyond even just this issue. How can you how would you engage um, in a contract with the federal government? If they're saying, well, sorry, we're, we're from the government, therefore we, can, we have the ability to break this contract. And I mean, this isn't even talking about the, the potential that apparently existed there at the beginning that, where they had apparently behind the scenes been talking about forcing people to pay back what they had gotten for these contracts. I mean, th thank the Lord that that's not the case anymore, but the the attitude that that should even be a possibility to me was mind-boggling. By the way, we're talking with Red Brown, uh, former Whatcom County Councilman, current participant in the CREP program. He's got multiple pro properties enrolled in that. Rudd, have you ever heard of any, I mean, you're saying that already you haven't heard of any sort of, you know, government in particular or anybody treating a contract this way. It, it sounds illegal to me. Well, and, and when you talk about federal regulations, the federal regulations for the statute of limitations for contract disputes or, or you know, um, being able to claim that, you know, this is not a, a valid contract, that's six years. So the USDA is, is actually not following federal law. And then the thing that's really bizarre to me is that the, the way this is presented is that they have no choice. They must cancel these contracts. And the truth is, that's a rule that governs the state operations of the USDA. But the federal rules for which the Secretary of Agriculture has full authority to, to uh, uh, use is they have the right, uh, Congress has, has given them the right to simply say, okay, well, there were some errors here, but we're going to not hold the, per we're not going to hold the person who acted in good faith, which was the landowners, we're not going to hold them responsible for the errors of the USDA. So, the, so my point is, the federal law allows them to make this problem go away immediately. The federal law, as I read it, says you can't go back and redo these contracts after six years. And yet they're trying to breach the contracts and they're not using the tool that they have at the moment. To, to solve the problem for the for the landowners. So that's the bizarre part of yeah. it. Well, and at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is is money, right? And they're, they're saying they don't want to pay. And then again, like you're saying, they're, they're claiming that they're just, it's impossible, they can't do it. But I think any, you know, normal person on the street can see how the government has been throwing around money the last few years. 
Um, well, and, is- and to this specific issue, the, the amount of dollars that are dedicated from the government, from the federal government level and other government levels, uh, to fish restoration, salmon restoration, um, makes this look like not even a mist in a bucket. I mean, they're, t- <laughs> they're talking about you know, billions upon billions of dollars to potentially mitigate the negative impacts of breaching dams in the Snake River, yet they can't find something to continue on this program that is proven to help, that is a fraction of that. I mean, it it does not make sense to me and and a lot of other people, and it almost feels like there's something else going on here, like they're trying to get rid of this. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think. Well, first off, the the the, con- the conservation Rever- reserve enhancement program, the CREP program, is the single most successful conservation program in U.S. history. It's been going for decades. The, the amount of money we're talking about in Whatcom County, while it's in the millions over the over the over the next fourteen years, in terms of the rental contracts that are still left to run, it's a rounding error on a rounding error in terms of the the federal level that they spend on CREP. So. You know, if you ask me why they're doing it, I think someone's embarrassed that they dropped the ball and they can't be seen as, as you know, supporting the continual payment of these things from a mistake that they made. I don't know who that person is, but the, it's, <laughs> again, I'm just flabbergasted because I've never seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. Is there any sense that you're getting um that there may still be a federal fix to that. I, I'm hearing from multiple folks who are saying that ain't going to happen. The feds aren't going to fix this. And this is why we need to look to Washington state now to see if they can come fill the gap. Well, I can tell you as, as I read the federal regulations and for those who are interested, it's under title seven, part 718.303, which is reliance on incorrect actions or information, right? As I read it, the, the the only federal action needs to be taken is the Secretary of Agriculture needs to sign off on, on using this section. It's fully within his authority. Um, as to why that's not going to happen, don't know. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have a crystal ball for that one. Mm-hmm. What about at the state level? What are you hearing about the prospects there? You know, th- this is with the backdrop of what happened in the last legislative session in Olympia, where there was another, uh, as we were alluding to earlier, another buffer proposal, um, as we have termed it here, where I work at Whatcom Family Farmers at times, depending on what the proposal is, a big dumb buffer proposal because it was big buffers that were inflexible, not smart, um, and tailored to individual properties. We had a lot of issues with that. Then, lo and behold, so did others, and a wonderful bipartisan group of Democrats, Republicans, farmers, tribes, etc., all came together and came up with a, a nice compromise proposal on that to work saying, okay, let, let's I- I include everyone's concerns and still work on buffers here. They came up with some money um, to do that. Unfortunately, the governor didn't uh, sign off on the program, but the budget did include some funding for buffer work like this. And I think that's what the these folks are saying. Hey, let's use some of that. This this program is exactly in line with what that was supposed to be about. Have you heard, Rudd, is is that a, a possibility at this point? What, a, what are the tea leaves, I guess, uh, that you're reading in Olympia? Well, I'm not, you know, to be perfectly honest, since I left the county council, I've devoted a lot less time to what happens in Olympia than I did before. <laughs> 
Um, but I think the, you know, the, uh, hopefully what's going to happen is that there'll be an awareness within Olympia that the new money that is going towards the habitat um, and salmon is frankly going to be wasted if we let go of the existing buffers that are already in place. And remember that the stuff that's already there was the high priority stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that made it through, you know, the, the the filters. Well, you know, I've got property A we can invest in or property B. Well, property A has got, you know, um, much more presence of salmon. It's much more intact. There's better water quality. We really want to protect and enhance that. And so the dollars, we, you know, the, they focus the dollars on the stuff that had the most impact. And if you turn around and, and pull all that, uh, you know, over a thousand acres of habitat protections out, uh, what are you going to do then? Focus on all the other stuff? It, it doesn't make sense. And, and the chilling fact as well. Why would a landowner, after seeing this go down, why would a landowner enter into any kind of contract of this type with the federal government again? Or anybody well, really bang it because I think that the, the halo effect in a negative way extends to any government contract, whether it's state, local, or otherwise. Yeah. We've known each other for a while, Dylan. We're probably on different ends of the political spectrum, but on this particular point, I completely agree with you. And I, I have focused on environmental issues my entire professional career. Uh, I've looked at the, at the projects that I worked on now. I've seen the, the federal government CREP program is a key part of of making those things work to find that balance between farming, um, you know, habitat and housing. And you're right. I don't, I, I could not do another project like this again, uh, trusting that the federal government is going to honor its commitment because if they're allowed to walk away from these projects because they say, Oh, we made a mistake. You know, we're sorry. The mistake was 20 years ago, but we made a mistake. Um, you know, but please sign up for the next program. <laughs> and my comment is going to be, and in 10 years, you're going to tell me, tell me you made another mistake as well. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, that's not a confidence builder. Yeah. Well, and, and what you mentioned there about, you know, different backgrounds and different perspectives. I think that's, what's interesting about this current situation is there are people with, um, very differing backgrounds, people who maybe don't agree on a lot of things who have come together um, to work towards, you know, some kind of fix to try to save the program, save the day here with what uh, has happened. Again, Rudd Brown, former Whatcom County Councilman um, and uh, current uh, CREP contract holder and the conservation reserve easement uh program uh, for you know helping stream restoration with us here on the program this morning rudd thank you so much for your time and uh let's see what happens here it will be interesting to see who steps up to the plate Uh, again i'm hearing that it's highly unlikely the feds are going to do anything to make this right now as far as i'm concerned the ball is moving into the state's court and will governor inslee and or someone in his administration uh move to um to fix this issue and i think if they don't it the the future for these kinds of projects is is dim um rudd thanks again for your time this morning we appreciate it i appreciate it Don.